Hi, and welcome to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs, where we are going to teach you how to decorate your homes. We're going to be interviewing interior designers and uh, sharing the stories, the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your burning decorating questions. This is episode three, where we'll be talking to Jason and John, the Madcap Cottage guys. Let's unleash your inner decorator. Hello, hello. Welcome back and thank you for listening. I'm Caroline McDonald and I'm here with Taryn Schwartz and Karen Mooney. Hi. Hi. And we're your hosts. Hi, y'all. We came back again. Once again. Let's jump right into our trials and triumphs where each of us will share a good and a bad story from our own world of design. Mm-hmm. Karen, I think you should start. Okay. I can't. I'm so torn this week. Because I can't decide. <laughs> About your trials and triumphs? Yes. The good one or the bad one? Well, I had one all decided, and then at the end of the day, something happened to me. <laughs> Whichever's funnier, because that's why these people are listening. Okay. Entertain us. Well, you can't see what I'm wearing today, but it has to do with my outfit. So I feel like that has Describe a little bit to do with design and fashion and all that stuff. It all, it all kind of it all comes intermingles in the world. So I'm wearing um, black pumps with like black studs on them and black... Um, sort of leather leggings and this long black tunic with a really wide black belt. I'm in a lot of black. And I have blonde hair and I let it air dry today so it's very wavy. <laughs> it looks kind of like a poodle like the French It's a little poodley today. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at the end of the day today one of my co-workers sorry y'all one of my co-workers said to me oh my gosh Karen you know, you look just like a New- Olivia Newton-John in the last scene of Grease. <laughs> and I was, you like, I was like, oh, that was not what I was going for. Like, the most unwork-appropriate outfit oh. maybe ever. I'm like, was this a good thing or a bad thing? She's like, no, it's great. I think you look awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's do. good and it's bad. I mean, I kind of liked what I had on, but after that, I was like, maybe, maybe mm. not. Well, what wow. she is wearing is skin tight. Like not I actually, me. no, not I know. Me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What Olivia the one John that I want. is wearing is skin tight. What Karen is wearing is not. But if someone showed up in I the Olivia and John, <laughs> if she's smoking cigarettes and leaning against right. the wall in here. Uh-huh. Those red high heels are what I remember from that that outfit. Well, so, so that, that's yeah. my uh, that's my hello. So is that both? Are you done? I think I'm done. <laughs> I feel like that covered it for me this week. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John is smoking, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. The outfit that she wears in that particular scene is not Do necessarily you feel like a perfect. This outfit looks no. like I mean, I can kind of see it with the leather, leather leggings a little bit. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'll go next. My triumph this week is I, after last week's conversation, I installed a dimmer in my living room. Woo! Yay! Do you love it? Yes, it is awesome. I actually. Did you do it yourself? 
Yeah, I did. I did it myself. I turned off the power. I was a little afraid, but I did it. And um, we actually had Rosh Hashanah dinner at my house. And I had friends over, and I was able to actually dim my lights instead of apologizing for how bright they were. So it was great. So thank you guys. Already helping me. We strong-armed you. Yes. Um, And my trial is I need a... I need help with I um, my window planter. Um, Wait, I, outside which window of your house? It is under my mm-hmm. kitchen window. Okay. And mm-hmm. my husband built a white box, which is now kind of not working, leaning. And Y'all both sound really handy, and I'm jealous. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh, keep going. Um, and my bigger problem, though, is that um, my plants, it gets direct sunlight at during the evening and I need better plants so if anyone can help me mm. will you please write in because I don't <laughs> know if these two ladies know much about wait, plants wait, or I green thumb do bit. you well what do you have in them now so it gets light everything's died so in the afternoon yes evening sun directly at like them. from four to six three to six how many hours of sun one to nine during the what summer have you tried? They so that's a lot it that's gets not a evening lot. sun that's and afternoon they it's just a short um, pot area, yeah. soil, so it can't stay very moisturized. I guess. Well, your what husband about? didn't build it correctly. Well, that's... Don't. He's fine. Ooh! I'm kidding. Ooh. I'm no, kidding. I called out. <laughs> I think it could be the case. Um, but what if about you, rosemary? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm only too. suggesting that because it's like it's practically destructible. Yeah. Tolerant. And it's it it grows like crazy mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So. And it likes heat. It mm-hmm. likes sun. That's a good advice. Thanks. Also, and I can reach out my window. I was and trim gonna it. say, get, well, it would be and so cute really if you could good. open your window and like get out of there and trim it with some scissors and like. You'd be like Miss Cleaver. Can y'all picture Beaver. it already? Yes. Mm-hmm. With, do you have like a little ruffly apron you could be wearing? I will put it on. <laughs> I. We're gonna turn. need a picture of that, and then we can share it in the show notes for our podcast episodes. Awesome. <laughs> and if you have ideas where I can buy a better window planter. Oh, but they have those these days that have the like the watering integrated yes. in them. Irrigation. I think Grandin Road sells those. Check it out. All right. Oh, That's well. a sister company of ours, but it is a shameless plug, but they're not they're not monetizing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there's they have some kind of lining in there that has water in it and then it will seep into your plant so it self waters. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you. Check it out. Okay, your turn, Caroline. Okay. What are your trials and triumphs? Let's see. So I, I'm going to start with my good, my good thing. My good thing is that okay. So everyone's in my dining room table right now. So everyone's in my house. But just for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, I live in a little 1920s Craftsman. It's a thousand square feet. It's teeny. I mentioned that before. But the people before us took down the wall between the dining room and the kitchen, and the living room and the dining room. So it's like all one big room it's like all one line and my problem has been ever since I've lived here I've been trying to figure out like how to create a centerpiece on my dining room table when people aren't here like when they're not when I'm not entertaining Mm -hmm. because I'm because of the way it's laid out like you're always sort of looking through the dining room and I want something in the center to look at and I finally figured it out what is it Okay, so this laptop. One of the <laughs> right now the centerpiece is a laptop and a bunch of wires. It looks but, good. Um, <laughs> it's seasonless. <laughs> but before y'all got here, I moved. It's that. It's like a a white big cash po thing. It's just like a white awesome. pot. Mm-hmm. This was, I think, a prop that we've been using that for cash years. Po? Yeah. And they were selling it in the outlet, so I got a great deal. It's beautiful. And it's the perfect size for two two little orchids, and I put some moss on top, and it worked perfectly. It looks so really orchids cute. are great because. 
you can they buy last forever for like nine dollars at Trader Joe's or less, and they'll last for like four weeks. It's t- yeah, because that's and the thing. I love. One. I do really I like them. arranging flowers, and I love having fresh flowers. But sometimes the idea of like buying thirty dollars of flowers every single week, like it just feels like a lot. So I wanted one thing that I could have there mm-hmm. that would just sort of be. A constant, you know what I mean? So, and yeah, you have I'm a lot really of white about. in your house. Yes. So, the white orchids with the white cash bow looks really pretty. It's, it's very really clean. pretty. Thank you. Well, that's the thing because we sell like we we do have a lot of really pretty cash bows, but they weren't exactly what I wanted. I wanted something that kind of went with everything. So, mm-hmm. I was really excited to find that. It's good. That is wonderful. Good little find. So, yeah. okay. Um, awesome. okay. The bad thing is not really something that happened, but. Um, it's something that I, it's kind of a pet peeve. It's not really a pet peeve. Okay, here's the thing. It's October. I am not into pumpkins. Did I orange, lose? All pumpkins or just orange? Just, I don't like, like, I'm just not into punchy. I know, I know. Well, so this is the question. Did I lose some sort of like pumpkin gene that everyone else got? Because everyone posts pictures of pumpkins on their front porch. Everyone goes crazy when there are pumpkins in the grocery store. Everyone loves pumpkin I flavored everything. I don't like the flavor. I don't. I don't. Not not into do, it. Do, do you feel them when it turns November? Is it just a seasonal? Because we live in the South. No, I'm just not crazy about pumpkins in general. Like mm-hmm. I have no desire to carve them. No, is the Halloween spokesperson? I know she is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm living in disbelief <laughs> crazy? currently. You're crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just feel like this time of year, I'm always like, ugh, why the pumpkins everywhere? I just don't get it. What do you do? You give out Halloween candy? Oh yeah, I like Halloween. So, so do you put anything on your front porch? No, for the season. No, nothing. You're broken. You're heartless. That's nothing? what I just found out. You put nothing? Not really. So when well, the kids come to your porch, there's nothing? Yeah. I would not There's a door. person behind the door with can- free candy. Ugh, I hate you. Well, do I need to do... I don't know. Not um, if, not if actually, you're not we haven't been, season. We've actually never done Halloween at our house. So there is not a yeah, person Yeah, so kids aren't going to... Yeah. <laughs> you're a liar. But I'm planning to be. I'm planning to be. Well, but, Halloween's my jam, so there's pumpkins oh, yeah. everywhere. I also like to have like yeah, things I'm, that make noise and scare the kids. I've got all kinds of junk. It's funny to me. Plus, I've had kids. Well, you have. That's it. the thing. So I I've like collected years worth of junk. I just junk. don't love like jack o' lanterns. Well, what, like, what do you like? Skeletons? How like, about I like a dressing up. I like candy. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> just put a big giant tootsie roll on your front porch. <laughs> a candy corn. Karen likes dressing up. She's dressed right now. It's Sandy. She's dressed <laughs> right. You're the one that I want. <laughs> Jason and John, the Madcap Cottage guys, we are so excited to have y'all as our podcast guests. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you. us. We are crazy about Ballard. We love, we've, we've done some fun, fun partnerships with you guys in the past and we love working with you all. It's a great team. Are you mad about Ballard? We are mad <laughs> about Ballard. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to just introduce y'all real quickly to our listeners. Jason and John are, well, they're Madcap Cottage guys. They are interior designers based out of High Point, North Carolina, and also New York. They describe their style as granny chic meets chinoiserie chic meets Morocco with a little dash of India, which kind of, to me, sounds like everything. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is such an interesting kind of mix of vibes. It makes me wonder how you guys ended up kind of together you know what i mean like how did your how did your how did you make this like conjoined style together 
did you both have that already or yeah. did you did you find each other and develop it well I, th over time? I think style and and design is you know is ever evolving and nothing stays the same and i think it's it's about always staying fresh and keeping your eyes open and that could be travel that could be food that could be looking at what's happening in fashion and always evolving and i think that john and i you know we've been together about 20 years and we can finish each other's sentences. We can go to a department store. We can go to Liberty of London in London and come back together 30 minutes later. We both identified the exact same things. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether that's weird or not, John, what would you say? Well, no, it's awesome. I would say um, we have a very similar sensibility and I think we're very inspired by travel. And I, and I would say both of us have always been very, um, interested in India and Morocco and sort of far-flung places because I think we love adventure. What is it about both of those cultures you love so much or like the design aesthetic of those cultures? I think it's the color. I think their use of pattern. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of how the architecture is a little more um, whimsical or has a little more of a fantasy element to it. And I think that yeah, totally. thing that um, you kind of want your you you want your home to be a place you feel comfortable, but you also want your home to be a place that is sort of an escape from your work or where you are throughout the day, or kind of this this fun oasis. Yeah, but I think you guys, you know, we're so lucky enough that we go to some of these crazy places, but we also we keep our eyes open when we walk down the street, when we go to Des Moines, Iowa, where we go to Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. And I, th that, yes. I think that a lot of people think that, you know, good design has to be expensive or, or something. I think that's what you guys do brilliantly is you create and curate amazing collections and you're bringing people like Bunny Williams to the table and the product is amazing. And it's that idea of don't overlook any situation, whether it's, you know, a, you know an inexpensive restaurant point of ours and seeing everything in between and just being open to experience. I think most people are kind of a little closed um, and, and don't keep their eyes open. You're right. That's such inspiration a good point. Yeah. really is yeah. everywhere around us. And it doesn't have to be expensive and you don't have to go. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point. I mean, just a, just like a, a menu at a new restaurant can mm -hmm. have a cool new font or a cool new layout mm -hmm. yeah. or a great color scheme. I mean, right, right, right. It could be a just font. be surprising. It could be those little those little teeny moments in life that you say, "Wow, wasn't that right?" That continental font, or what is it about the Beverly Hills Hotel font that you just look at it and you say, "Wow, just seeing that font makes me makes me puts me in a certain state of mind and transports me." Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or when you close your eyes and you kind of think back on an experience you had at a place and how it made you feel and what was it about that place that made you feel that way and then trying to kind of recreate that and bring that to life in a new space. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do that a lot. We, we find ourselves doing that a lot. Um, the three of us work a lot on building the rooms in the catalog or that you see in the retail stores or whatever. We'll be like, well, this is a great vibe, but what is it about this vibe that we love so much and mm -hmm. how can we interpret it in our own way? So that's exactly kind of yeah. what you're saying. And a lot of times we'll see a picture, you know, like or a room or whatever, and we'll love it. But the architecture of, of, maybe is like a defining characteristic or maybe like you can't really like you can't ever recreate something exactly so you you really can't just like say one equals one and like oh this had a green couch just copy it right <laughs> so you sort of have to like just take draw. the essence of it. yes exactly mm -hmm. i want to know where your next vacation spot is yeah. or your next inspirational trip is oh yeah yeah 
I think Japan's on our radar. Yeah, um, we're obsessed with Tokyo and how they love prints and pattern and mm-hmm. how that manifests itself not only in fashion but in retail that you're seeing. You know, Kath Kidston, the British uh, home design store, has so many outposts over there. Paul Smith has so many outposts over there because they're willing to take risks. They're willing to really push retail. And I think that that's something that you guys are doing, but I don't think that a lot of American retailers are presenting um, really aspirational slash attainable ways that are fun and exciting. I think in Japan, uh, the retail experience there is, is really magical and exciting and engaging and we really want to see how that is all, how that comes to life. Yeah. Good food too. Yeah. Good food. Mm-hmm. Are you guys That's eaters? Yeah, yeah. I mean, between, you know, between, you know, and yes, I'll be at the sushi, you know, I will be at every place, you know, blah, blah, blah. And drinking the sake. Too. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what is the craziest thing you have brought back yeah. from one of your travels? Um, gee, um, <laughs> well, you don't, you don't want to be around us um, on a flight because chances are the overhead bin is of lights. <laughs> are you holding something in your lap? I mean, <laughs> like a bins, but it, lamp you know, or the something? The interior design version of a chicken. It's like, oh, that'll fit under the seat. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, we, we you know, but like we, when we go to India, we ship boxes back. And, you know, I can't ship something to L.A. for less than $40, you know, a letter. But from India, I could ship back 10 boxes for, you know, $12 or something. And they showed up two days later. Yeah. You know, so I think we're always looking for textiles. We're always looking for inspiration. If we can find a small piece of furniture that we can break down and stick in a suitcase, we've done that before. Mm-hmm. We've, we've broken a chair down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's you, commitment. Yeah. Are you are you hoarding all this stuff? Does it go into your shop? What are you using it for? Is it for decor in your home or for projects? It's a little bit of all of that. I mean, it's you know we most of the most of our home is vintage furnishings um, with new fabrics and and accessories here and there. Um, most of the things we do for clients involve vintage or antique pieces. I think in most, you know, our products that we have out there, like the fabric line uh, for Robert Allen, it's all vintage inspired. So, you know, we're always collecting documents. I think, you know, looking at books, looking at magazines, looking at, you know, pieces from flea markets or antique stores or anywhere, you know, I think all of that's good inspiration because everything, you know, has a starting point that, you know, as they say, there's nothing new out there. It's how you reinterpret what's already out there. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, because y'all use so many antiques, and how do you, like, how do you make it look fresh? You know, because your, your, your interiors that y'all, you know, the rooms and spaces you design look so, are so unexpected and, and so fresh, but yet everything in there is, you know, more, it, it's collected, like you just said. Like, how, how do you manage that? you know, delicate balance. Yeah, how do you bring the magic? Well, I think, you know, I think we're storytellers, you guys, and we really, when we're working with clients on interior design projects, it's how do we tell their stories? You know, there's some designers that you walk into a home and you know exactly who designed it. And I'm not going to, that's great. That's I'm not going to name names, but, you know, we're not, if you want, you know, Louis Vuitton, we're not Louis Vuitton because we're going to create a space that looks like, you know, Caroline McDonald's and, and whatever. Um, but I think it's, it's about finding great bones. It's about about finding things you love. And Mm -hmm. I think when you, Mm -hmm. when you bring things into your home that you're really passionate about, or that really speak about you as a person, I think that that 
Um, you know, I think it's about having a well-lived. I think it's about having a well-lived life. Right. It's about picking up pieces along the way. It's about finding accessories. It's about things that you collected on your travels. It's things that your kids gave you, photographs and mixed medium. You talk about living a well-lived life, a life well-lived, right? Mm-hmm. And do you do you? How do you live your life? Well, do you find that you need to separate your work and your personal or does that all run together for you? How do you yeah, that's how do question. you get all that jammed in and still have time for you? Well, I don't think that you know, I don't think there's any separation for us between work and but I think that's I think that's true of a lot of people who work mm-hmm. for themselves. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you know, I think when you have your own business, the two kind of run together and it just is what it is. But I think, you know, the way you kind of live a live a life with that context is that you live with things you love, you entertain, you um, you travel. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, luxury is not about a name brand. It's about having friends over. It's about spending quality t- mm-hmm. time with people because I think that probably as you all find that time is the one commodity mm-hmm. that is is most precious. Mm-hmm. Having that hour to read a book or to have. You know, a couple hours to have somebody over for dinner uh, is much more fun than spending thousands of dollars on something that you're just buying it for the name or it's, you know, I'd, I'd much rather buy have something timeless in my life than something that's that's trendy. Right. And it fills you up in a way that stuff just can never do. You know, like... It, you look like you're about to cry, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> are we making you... Are we just, making you all, oh my God, it's so touching. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but, but you're totally right. Like time you cannot get more of and having your friends and family over that's what your house is all about like you that's why you have a home and then why you spend time decorating it and making it look good because you want to have people over and you know all of those good things that you I, just have, said. I have experienced like with uh, uh, quite a few young people these days they're kind of intimidated by the idea of having a dinner party or having their friends over because it, I don't own the right things or I don't know how to cook or whatever do you have any advice for people like that who the idea of entertaining in their own space which to me is like the lifeblood of <laughs> of living um, but if you're afraid like how do you get over that well I any idea? Just question. To, I yeah. think you just have to kind of be yourself. And I think you have to, I think, you know, with all these magazines that have come out over the years, there's always been a certain sense of pressure that you have to do it the right way. And I think there is no right way. And as long as you mm-hmm. accept that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, it can be fun. And I think, you know, so your dishes don't match perfectly. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, maybe it's more fun to have them mixed. Uh, yeah, and we're big believers in semi-homemade. You know, I always get I always get biscuits from Popeyes, or biscuits. Ooh, they have really yeah, good biscuits. That's so smart. <laughs> and, I, and I slaved away over the chicken. Right. And the chicken's good, but everyone goes ape shit for the biscuit. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or, You're right. Yeah, that's so true. And then I finish off the meal maybe with a Hagen Dazs bar, and everybody mm-hmm. because it kind of calls back your childhood. It's fun. It's easy. And, you know, it's about high and low. It's about mixing mm-hmm. maybe a better champagne right. with, you know, invest just as you invest in your home and say, hey, I might mm-hmm. spend a little more money here. It's the same thing with a dinner party. Like, what are the things that, you know, that's why I think comfort food in the last couple of years has become so big. Because at the end of the day, people don't want, you know, weirdy looking veal chops on your plate. Right. They would much rather have, a, you know, something that, that macaroni and macaroni cheese. cheese. Mm-hmm. But something familiar. Totally. How do you add, you add, you know, truffles. add truffles to her or get, use a higher, use a Gruyere cheese right. instead of a... Oh, but I think it's also, I think, you know, you don't have to have the perfect dining room and have the perfect set table and all that. I mean, I think, 
you know, if you're younger and you're just starting out, have people in your kitchen. I mean, the big thing about restaurants anymore is eating in the kitchen at the restaurant. So why not do that in your home? I think. Good point. Yeah. You know, you just have to think kind of outside the box and what makes you comfortable. You touched on something, too, that I wanted to kind of go back to, which is you said, you know, there's so many magazines out there and everyone's thinking that, you know, they, they have all that exposure to that and it, and it gives an extra level of pressure. And, you know, Pinterest, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much imagery out there. So they think that their meal has to be perfect. Your home mm-hmm. has to be perfect. And it's all about that journey, which I think we all understand. But, you know, making people comfortable with that fact and truly people are there to be with you. Mm-hmm. And that's bottom line and i actually feel like when i go over to a friend's house i'm i'm kind of happy when it's not all perfect then you because i'm like judged. they're just like me right, right. <laughs> you know and i feel more empowered to have them over because i feel like okay well you know their house didn't look like a magazine so i should be able i can have them over again because that's they won't expect that when they come to my house right. you know what i mean absolutely well, and i think and i think that's a big that's a good point is that you, you know your house should be lived in. It shouldn't look like a bank. It can be exactly. It can be pulled together, but that doesn't mean it has to be camera ready. Yeah, I mean, for I think that more important than than a lot of things, it's, it's just having the mix of you know, is the music and does the music music segue as the night goes on? It's totally. You know, invest in dimmer switches so that everyone looks good and it adds instant. You know, even if the house has just dim the lights and it looks great. Put some candles out. Yep. Um, Light some candles. Who? All right. Do you have any decorating pet peeves? I know I go into some of my friends' houses and I want to like rehang all their artwork or, uh, you know, do what? Do you have a decorating pet peeve? Um, yeah, I think the artwork thing is, you know, people who don't know how to hang, they have, everything has to be at a certain level or they can't go higher with it or right. it's... Or I think trying to make everything match. Mm. But, mm-hmm. Like my light fixture is brass, so my door hardware has to be brass. My my bathroom faucet has to be brass, brass and you can't, right. you can't mix mm-hmm. metals. Um what about a bedroom suite? How about that? That must make you cringe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't like a room that's all brown or, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess what I would say is I don't, I don't like my biggest decorating. There are some designers out there. Again, it goes back to this idea of, you know, there are certain designers you can recognize their work in every house. They do look exactly like another house that they did. Um, I don't want to go into a home and see the entire showroom floor or Look like I walked into a retail. Yeah, I mean, if you walked into Baker, or you, if if you felt like you walked into the Four Seasons Hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you took the mannequin home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I mean, it's like to feel like you just just curated and, mm-hmm. and collected. Um, you know, I think that I'd I'd rather see. I like I like to see a simple decor scheme rather than just keep it keep it simple. I think simple is hard. I mean, it's harder to do a roast chicken in some restaurants than it is to do something overblown. But just break break mm-hmm. down the elements and and, and and buy buy good pieces rather than buy quality over quantity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My entertaining secret is that I do. I was telling um, Karen and Taryn earlier that I am a terrible multitasker. So my secret is to do everything before people come over. So I. All I have to do is like warm stuff up or toss a salad or whatever it is. The, those last minute things that don't really require any brain power, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can talk and actually have a conversation versus worrying about whether I'm burning whatever it the is. The house or, down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually one time I was using these little votive candles on my table <laughs> and I caught my dinner nap, two dinner napkins on fire. <laughs> I've had two house fires. 
Two house, yes. two house <laughs> fires. Well, I mean, where I've accidentally caught things on fire. Yes. Yeah, but that's okay because that, then it's then it's Oops. memorable. It's, yeah. it's, exactly. It's, I have like these big warped memorable. spots on my dining room table, and it's just a memory of Christmas past. <laughs> Good it's times. fine. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Taryn has a question. Yes, I had mine was go. <laughs> Go, um, so you've been promoting your um, new line with Robert Allen, um, your fabric line, okay. and I wanted to talk about um, where you found the inspiration for the patterns you picked. Well, every pattern Taryn has a has a story behind it, whether it's Isleboro Eve or Rokeby Road, and you know we we're, we we sketch, we draw, we collect documents, and then we work with the Robert Allen team in New York at their studio to bring our vision to life and it's these great series of meetings and collaborations to really bring it to you know get it going and then and then fine tune it and tweak it. So Isleboro Eve, for example, which is one of our grid florals, it's a it's a lightly polished cotton. It comes in a beautiful daffodil and some other colorways, was inspired by Isleboro, which is a favorite island off of Maine and it's where the uh, legendary designer Sister Parish had a home and she her family still has a home out there. And she was kind of the the harbinger of American tatty waspy style. So it was, it was a little bit of a nod to her, but it was also this idea that you put this fabric on a chair or sofa or use it for pillows and you just feel like you've stepped into a main afternoon mm-hmm. at the height of summer. The peonies are blooming, so maybe it's a little spring summer. Uh, pe- pe- <laughs> yeah, it depends where you are. And, or, or, or Rokeby Road. Rokeby Road is the road in Virginia where Bunny Mellon, the heiress, had her home, and we're very much inspired by her high-low sensibility and mixing, uh, mixing kind of English with American sensibilities, but very livable. But very livable, and so every 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 story and every every fabric, uh, Taryn in, in the collection works together. So it's not just kind of here's a stripe and here's a floral, and they don't have a connection. They all play really well together in the sandbox, so that the consumer can then say, Ah, I get it. I understand how these relate. And we're coming out with our second collection. Uh, this spring and, and those those colors they have some new colors cucumber and marrakesh Ooh. green and Ooh. strawberry very but, fun but those, marrakesh, those were, what is marrakesh green it's a beautiful kind it's of like a teal meets blue it's a green I like that. Yeah. is it like the color of your t-shirt no it's even darker yeah it's more it's a little like green peacocky yeah I mean, it's a color that you're seeing a lot in fashion yeah right gucci's now. been showing it a bit oh uh, yeah okay Cool. All right, I have a question about um, your childhoods. So, did you guys grow up with this style around you? I mean, it looks like one of you is from Tampa and one of you is from Iowa. Is that right? That is yeah. correct. Okay. Uh, good job, guys. Right? See? We're like the CIA. <laughs> We're going to release all your secrets soon. <laughs> oh, are you still awake? Are you still with us? Hope we don't get hacked. <laughs> so how did you, what, what compelled you to be so attracted to this style that you both seem um, so, you know, integrated on? Did, was, it, was it in your homes? Did your mothers have this sense of style? Where'd you get it? Talk it out. Um, ye- yes, I would say, I mean, our mothers, I think, yes, had this, sen- had this sort of sensibility. My, this is John. Um, my grandmother absolutely had this sensibility and was always, my grandmother lived in Chicago. So when we'd go visit her, we'd go to Marshall Fields. And back in the day, Marshall Fields had their eighth floor, which was all their home, home design. And it was, you know, and they'd have guest designers come in and do rooms. And it was this magical place that changed all the time. And I think it exposed me to 
a lot of different styles being in the Midwest, everyone thinks, you know, there's no, there's no style, there's no anything. Um, but there is. And I think, um, I guess where I'm going with that is, yeah. So I grew up with a grandmother who was always recovering things and the, her house would change several times, you know, over the course of several years. And it was always, you know, a piece here, a piece there. It was never an entire room at one time. And I think that's how we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I grew up in a very modern house. My, my parents have very Calvin Klein, modern art, Dakota Jackson. My mom is, is, is very structured in her clothes. I mean, she's the head of a college of medicine, but she, uh, you know, where's Marnie and Jill Sander and Ted Mewling and, and Robert Clergery and has a very good sense of style. So I think I grew up in a household where, you know, but yet, yet again, you would, you know, on Friday night, the activity was to rearrange the furniture. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of had, we kind of went through a lot of phases. Like I can remember there was a Spanish period and then, cause we lived in a big Mediterranean style house and then it went a little bit more contemporary and then it went, but it had a couple different phases. My, our guest house at my parents' house, which is now a small bungalow in Tampa, Florida, we call it early Lois. Because it's kind of like my mom's name. It's kind of the place where like, furniture of the past went to live. It's like the it's like the yeah. it's like the island of misfit toys, right? So you go That's in that. Awesome. You it go sounds that fun. Kind of fun, and there's like a Spanish piece next to a very contemporary piece. Right. Um, and I think that you know, growing up that you know, when we traveled a lot and fashion was important, um, was 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 definitely you know, we're, and I think John and I are both very much of the anti mame school of. Of constantly evolve, constantly change. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask about that. How how are you seeing your own personal style or taste? I guess not taste. You always have amazing taste. Well, how do you see your own personal style evolving? Well, I think you know. I think one thing we love about being on One King's Lane and First Dibs is that when we get when we get tired of a great piece, you know, and those are portals for right. selling vintage and antique pieces. That when we get tired of piece of a piece that we've you know we've 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 tended lovingly, we we're kind of stewards of it. We pass it along. Like there were a couple. There was a chaise that was on the cover of Susanna Salk's book. Uh, it was our guest room, and that Christian Siriano, the fashion designer, bought it. And so it's how cool. Fun- it now in his living room in Connecticut and it's getting published and, and it's gone on to, you know, a new life. So I think that, that for us, you know, there's certain things like I can remember there was a certain point where we were buying a lot of fifties Chinese kind of chinoiserie stuff and mm-hmm. we're not buying that now, but we don't dislike it, but it, we've kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a, we have a more, we, we perhaps are buying a little bit better now than we did before. Like I think we used to buy a little bit more and now we buy a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to your point, you guys, I'd rather have less stuff now than more. And- well, and that's, right. I think as we've gotten older, our styles evolved yeah. in the sense of, you know, I think like most people do, you evolve into buying better pieces and not as many pieces, but things that you plan to keep for a bit longer. You know, when you're younger, you tend to buy things that you change out more frequently. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like, I love, I love a good something from H and M. Um, but I know that I wear those, you know, or or, or an, unnamed, an unnamed company that I wear the shoes. <laughs> I, I wear the shoes three times, and they may not hold up, but they look yes. good for, them for you know. They're disposable <laughs> for the season. Yes, exactly. Right. So, you know, I have a question about y'all's kitchen. Well, and mostly just about the color green because I feel like y'all decorate with green a lot. Yes, we do. We do, and I think well, I think green is a good neutral because if you think about nature green is everywhere and you think about um, a garden and if it's unplanned you know it's random colors here and there but they all work because there's so much and I think green is what pulls it all together and makes it work so I think green is sort of our neutral mm-hmm. yeah I mean right you go into a garden and you would never say wow this doesn't match mm-hmm. right that's true yeah 
So I think it's a I wouldn't good, have thought about it that way, but I love that. You know, and we're not, we don't, I mean, I'm wearing black today, but I never wear black. Like I don't have a single piece in my, in my wardrobe. And, you know, we lived in New York for 30 years and, you know, we dressed like hot house flowers. So we want to talk a little bit about your dogs. Yeah. All right. Yes. So Taryn has a few questions. What, what is your max number of dogs you'll allow? Well, well, we, well have, we have three pound rescues right now. We've mm-hmm. contemplated a fourth. Um, we picked old, out a, what, we picked out a name. We picked out a name, Rhubarb. Oh, who was it? Rhubarb. Rhubarb. Would you go, Ruby, Ruby, here, Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there, there are ones, Amy Petunia, who was very badly treated as a pound rescue from downtown Brooklyn, and she could be 10 or she could be 13, but okay. she's she has one eye, uh, which oh. we had to have one eye removed. Um, oh. her, but she's she's super sweet. And then Weenie is six and Jasper's seven. Did so you name Weenie after? Which Frenchie? Sorry. Oh. Um, Jasper's a Boston boxer mix, and mm-hmm. the other two are pugs. You don't have a Frenchie? Yeah, but we would like one. We would like one. I'm pretty upset with you now because I really thought the whole this whole this whole this podcast whole was based on the fact that you had a Frenchie. So this whole conversation was <laughs> yeah. You're dead to me now. <laughs> Wait, did you name Weenie after the dog from Eloise? The books? Yeah. Of <gasps> I used to love. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> uh, the dog was the best character, too. I, I never too. even read the book. Skipper <gasps> D. We have a turtle in the backyard named Skipper D. I a, love you guys. We have a stream, so we spray, we spray painted him orange so we could see him when he walks around. Are you kidding? Yeah. Does it glow so in the dark? Awesome. No, but every once in a while he shows up because you never, like, he'll just go, there he goes across the yard. That's Wait, was awesome. Skipper D the dog or the, Weenie no, was the dog? Skipper D was the turtle. Skipper D was a turtle. Gotcha. Yep. They've but, named everything appropriately. Confused. I was confused for a second because you said Skipper D and I was thinking, anyways. So mind. you've got rhubarb on your agenda and you want that to be a Frenchie? Say yes. Yeah, but yes, we do. But like our, our house, our dog sitter, I don't know if she's... She's she's not down for another one? Down for another dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all like, right, a, like what's that? Like, like if that's going to be like, I don't want to become like, like on a hoarder show slash like weirdy dog people show. <laughs> well, at least it's not cats. If it was cats, then we'd be real worried. Well, that, 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 yeah. We love cat lovers too. We're not no, discriminating. We so, <laughs> Karen hates cats. All of our podcast listeners do have cats. Yeah, follow my Instagram if you want to know how much I hate cats. So, we were going to ask you if your house was burning down. I'm sure you've been asked this many times. What piece of furniture would you take out? But instead, we want to ask you if your house was burning down, what pet would you take? You can no, only take one. <laughs> no. I've this is Karen's that's, like, that's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> do not answer that question. <laughs> Go back to the furniture question. This is a very hard-hitting interview, and we need the question answered. All right. If you can only take one piece of furniture or item from your home, if it's burning down, you're going to rescue your dogs. Duh. Okay. What would you take? That's a tough one. Yeah, because I kind of like the idea of starting over again. (laughs) Like, <laughs> See, like, yeah, let it go. Right? It could be like a photo album. It doesn't have to be like a piece of furniture. I think. It yeah, because I feel like it I feel like everything has been well loved, and it's been you know I hate to see. I mean, I hate like when we ship something and it breaks because that kills me. Because I'm like, it's been around for 50 years, and you know, it, it and you broke kills it. And me. Charge, it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like. It, but I don't know. I kind of like the idea of of. I think our life is very much about chapters. You know, we 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 were in New York for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now we're in North Carolina. And I think our style has evolved and changed, and every house has been has a, there's been a thread, but very well, different. Yes, but there are. John has pieces. Oh well, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> the piece I would probably save is that we we have we were lucky enough to get a chair from Queen Elizabeth's coronation. 
Um, Does she know? Yeah. Or did you steal it? Or I mean, we were they, lucky enough to get it no <laughs> off the back of a truck. <laughs> so it says like QE2 on the back of it. That's so awesome. they um, You know, your buddy Melon piece. Well, my buddy Melon. Yeah, um, I don't know. We we've t- we've started collecting pieces from famous women. I guess is kind oh, of that's them. awesome. You don't have anything from us. <laughs> This podcast is going to take off. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll send you something. No, because I think it's, we love ideas. We love the we love pieces that have provenance, that have that have a story, that have right. a history, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that you know, right? That are not just oh, I went to the store and bought them. But but I think that that's what you guys do at Ballard is that you curate collections and you whether it's you know Charlotte's or excuse me, Bunny Williams's botanicals. Or, you know, when we did the Napa House with you guys, it was such a great source because we could create pieces, we could take pieces from the Ballard collection that whether we COM them or just curated them, and you felt like you walked into a home that, that into a room that felt that well-traveled and felt mm-hmm. well-lived in. Um, and I love that idea of, of good design being accessible uh, and attainable. And I think that that's mm-hmm. what you guys do at Ballard is you create pieces that are, that are available to all, but they feel special. They don't feel mass-produced. They don't feel... Um, they don't feel too cutter, right? Yeah, they don't feel too shiny and, yeah. and, and sticky. Mm-hmm. They feel they feel, um, you know, or you walk into the you, know, you walk into Kring and Prussia, or you walk into Tampa, and you just have a kind of vibe of sensibility that feels so welcoming and it feels unique and special. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yay! That's that's what we think too. But we're glad you concur. Yeah. <laughs> we're glad you agree. Crazy about Ballard. I think it's yeah. amazing. So one thing is that we we like to end the podcast with some questions from customers. Oh. And I was wondering if y'all would want to answer some of them with us. Love it. We love talking sure. to customers. We love solving de- design dilemmas. So these questions came from some of our customers on the blog, How to Decorate, and also from Facebook. We asked people on Facebook what, what were their burning decorating questions. So. Take it away. Yeah. Um, Taryn, you're going to read I'll read you one. Okay. This question is from Kat, and she wants to know, she says, do all bar stools need to match? Question mark. I purchased two stools, which are actually too high. However, I... I feel the need to have two more and couldn't find them, so I'm opted with another set of two similar in color. Should I just continue to look for four matching? Why does she keep the two that are too high? Get rid of them if they don't fit your house. Well, that right, that's that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a um, whole other issue. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Go <laughs> ahead. Um, no, I don't think they all need to match. I mean, if you look at some restaurants now. Even in restaurants, you're seeing mismatched chairs mm-hmm. and bar stools. Mismatched china. Mismatched china. Um, yeah, that's the like cool new thing. I think you have to have the confidence to pull it off. So if you're somebody who's concerned that they don't match, then maybe you do need them to match. Or, or- I also think that if it's like, it like, sounds like she's trying to make them sort of match. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of right. close. Like go crazy with them. Like, right. I would make it really be very different. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, it's 98% matching. Right. And it's oh, just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Upholster each bar stool in a different fabric. Mm-hmm. Like give each one its its own spin. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to make them right, right, simpatico, you know, forget it. Right. It'll look yeah, like a mistake. they kind of all have to go perfectly or they can't go, go- all. Go, go big or go home. That's right. right. Totally. All right, Taryn. Yeah. That's Sorry, a good Kat. one. What's the Sorry, next one? Come on. Man up, Kat. Okay, here's another one. Um, 
Are there any rules or guidelines for the size of artwork to put above a console sideboard style table in a dining room? We have two lamps on the top of the sideboard, one at each end. I'm not sure if the prints, and she's looking at her garden whimsy from um, online, and she doesn't know if they should fit between the lamps or if it's okay to extend behind the lamps. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, well, going back to what you said, one of the questions earlier was about decorating pet peeves. And I think one of, now that you've read this question, one of my pet peeves is when people try and make artwork fit between lighting, like they think the lighting can't overlap the artwork. Um, because it can, you don't want to totally hide the artwork. So as long as you're not, um, blocking it entirely. And as long as it's overlapping it enough that it looks intentional, I think go for it. Um, yeah, have fun. Like have like, we love a good salon style grouping. We love, we love running, you know, artwork up to a ceiling or down to a floor. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to, you don't have the line of sight doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, it has to be two inches on either side of of, of the light or it doesn't work like like be 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 you know you don't have to be symmetrical be asymmetrical have right. some have some real fun and create some some dynamism and it don't really feel like it's been you know a designer you've worked with a designer because it feels unique and feels special and it doesn't feel like as john said earlier you just walked into a showroom and it's like it's matchy 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 right totally yeah i i feel like when in doubt go bigger yeah and yeah. if that means that it goes behind your lamp like so good it. it should yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah make a statement and yeah. get a big lamp I yeah i think, think if you have a sideboard or a console or some piece like that and you were only putting one piece of art over it you need to go big it needs to kind of take up a good it needs to be not as large as the piece of furniture or larger but it needs to you know take up at least two-thirds of it right yeah yeah Good call. Minimum of fifty percent the width of, of whatever it's hanging over. Like that's, but yeah, probably two thirds is best. Yeah. I mean, because if you go too small, it looks so. Oh, it looks so dinky, awful. and yeah, right. that's probably my pet peeve. Undersized art. anything, like a tiny little something over a sofa. But oh, even, it's like a depressing hotel room. Even like art, <laughs> or drapery, or rugs, like it's all real sad. It's just go big. <laughs> okay, we have one more question. All right, the last question is a kind of architectural one which is good to have you guys um the lower level of our walkout ranch is all oak i would like to change the stain of the built-in entertainment center to a darker color stain but do not want to change all the baseboards trim and doors can the entertainment center be treated as a piece of furniture even though it's built in or does it need to match all the other woodwork hmm. no, are you going to tell her to paint all of it I think it depends how your baseboard hits the yeah. piece of furniture. Um, as long as you can separate your baseboard and as long as it looks like a piece of furniture when you make your baseboard a different color, I think you can pull it off. All right. I was thinking she could even, um, to update it, she could paint the back of it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Paint the walls of it a fun yeah. color. A color. Mm -hmm. Or wallpaper. Wallpaper the back. Ooh, that would be fun and easy. I feel like you can get away with more if you're not doing another wood stain and you're doing a an actual color a paint instead of staining it another color. Yeah, yeah. Two wood stains right next to each other when it's not like separate, like on the wall, feels way harder to me than doing a black painted bookcase or a white painted bookcase or pretty or much any any color. color. Yeah, yeah, any color with the wood. I think it's. I think it's. You know? John's point though, the 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 baseboard molding wraps the right. piece. 
then how do you write? Then then maybe it's it's that back wall treatment instead right. of going all in. But if it doesn't, if it just if it just kind of runs right into it, and it doesn't continue. Then right, go. go That's tricky. Have some fun with paint. Yeah. You know. Excellent. Cool. Thanks. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, this is so much fun. We, we love talking to y'all. We do this every yeah. week. We love you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Only in person, and if there's one. Yeah. Next time you're in Atlanta, please come, and we won't have to do all the Skype stuff, and we can just like chat and drink wine in person. Yeah, Sounds we would love to have dinner when you're in town. Yeah. Thanks for thinking of us, you guys. Thank you. We're excited Thank you to so have you. Much. Thank you. And um, you know, good luck on all your you know awesome stuff. You have you have a lot going on, so it's going to be great. Do y'all well, want to tell your listeners where they can find you so they can follow you on? In Instagram and all the places. Yeah, we are not on Snapchat yet, but what? we're too old. But Instagram, Mad, <laughs> Madcap Cottage, Facebook, Madcap Cottage, Twitter, Madcap Cottage, our blog on madcapcottage.com. We love we love design questions and queries, and we get right back to you. So reach out, and we're very accessible and very approachable, and we think that good design should be available to all. Um, that's our show. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you to the Madcap Cottage guys for being with us. You guys were great. Totally. They're amazing. Go follow them at Madcap Cottage. Um, You can find all the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And, of course, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would also love to hear your feedback. So please leave us a review on iTunes so that we can make the podcast better and also so people can find it because that's how they find the podcasts. Um, And like we just mentioned, you can send us your questions at podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and all of our other social avenues. We've got lots of beautiful photos. We're often reposting things from bloggers or listeners like you when you put up things in hashtag Ballard Designs. um, We will repost them on the Ballard Instagram. And there's lots of great inspirational imagery there for you to um, get excited about and help you unleash your inner decorator. Yay. Until next time, happy decorating. Happy decorating. Woo.